0: Hey, hey, this is Nandi with the Codename Sister Podcast coming at you once again. I hope your day has been great. If not, you need to find out what it takes to make it great. <laughs> Let me stop that before somebody cuss me out. Not that I can hear that. You know, I guess that's the beauty of one of the beauties of podcasting is that you can say all kinds of things and people can't cut you off. You know how when you're having a conversation with other people and they have this tendency maybe to overtalk you or maybe you are that person and you overtalk other people. You know, sometimes I do that and it's not always intentional. And most of the time I would say that it's probably not in- intentional, but, um, you know, it happens. <laughs> so maybe we should all just practice just a little bit more consideration with the next person, you know, especially those who habitually over talk other people you know let's let's try a little what is it is tenderness let's try a little tenderness yeah Uh, let's try a little consideration so you know I have been spending the last few weeks well maybe the last month or so working to build my business credit and I know that there's lots of ways to do different things and When it comes to business credit, there are multiple strategies you can use for building business credit. I have been in business with my bath and body company, 90s Naturals, since 2009. And during that time, while I did apply for credit, the credit that I applied for and received was credit that required a personal guarantee from me. And you'll hear people sometimes say PG, And what they mean by that is a personal guarantee. That's where you are saying that, hey, if this falls into arrears, I can be held personally responsible. And that's not always a good thing in business. In some aspects, there comes a point in time where in business, you may have to PG some things like business loans, SBA, you know, those types of loans. But there are other... Biz, uh, there there are other types of credit that you can get where you don't have to PG and it'll help you to build your credit to the point where you are better, um, I guess you can say uh, more attractive to creditors when you apply for larger sums and different lines of credit. So that's what I'm working on with my business credit with that particular business. I'm working to build my business credit so that I can access more acceptable terms of credit from other places and a lot of times when we hear credit on the personal side it's like oh keep your debt low keep your debt low don't incur any debt you know make sure those credit cards don't go over 30 percent utilization you know which i say keep it less than 30 percent, just you know as an fyi you know somewhere about five ten percent of utilization but in the business world the credit that you're able to accumulate counts positively when you can show that you have been able to access higher limits of credit. So gradually higher and higher and higher. So to build my business credit, I started with these what are called net 30 accounts. And well, and some of them are even like net 14, net two. And what it means is that within two days or 14 days or 30 days or whatever, from the time that you place the order and they allow you to buy it on temporary credit that you have to then repay it. So if say if I purchase something on December 10th using a net 30 account by January 10th, I'm supposed to have paid the invoice on it. And that's what they do. They invoice you. And really you want to pay it before that because that helps your scores if you pay early. So it's not just about uh, paying within the 30, paying by the thirty the thirtieth day or whatever you know uh, from the date of invoice, but actually paying earlier. So earlier payments help to give you higher scores. So I've accumulated about six of the net thirty accounts so far as of this date. I've got six trade lines. And so as those trade lines start to report and I've got two of them reporting and the trade lines are the vendor accounts that I just spoke about the net 30 accounts and net two and net 14 and whatever they are. So those two of those accounts have started to report. I'm waiting on four more of them to, to report and I'm also looking for other trade lines that I can apply for so that those will start to report. And then my next step is once those are reporting. And I've got what's called a paydex score, and you get that through Dun and Bradstreet. And I've got a decent experience score. Then I'm going to begin to apply for like store cards, you know, store credit cards. And then once I have a, I've established those trade trade lines, those are reporting. I will start to apply for a revolving credit. And each time I apply, I want to make sure that when I the strategy I use is that. I'm applying when my credit is at its strongest, so that I get the highest limits and highest terms from the companies that I'm applying with. So I don't want to be premature in my application with some companies where they may, might approve me, but for lower limits, I want to wait until my credit is solid enough so that I am eligible for higher limits. So there's the revolving credit, and then. Once I've got my revolving credit, that's when my personal credit is really going to start to matter because at that point, I'm going to start looking at various business loans and lines of credit. So at the same time that you're building business credit, you know, because you hear people saying, well, you don't have to have a, uh, a PG. At some point, if you're looking to borrow large sums of money substantial sums of money at some point you're going to have to have some type of uh guarantee on those loans so it pays to also be working on your personal credit as well as building your business credit so the two of them should be done simultaneously so that you are ready when that business credit gets to where it needs to be that personal credit is there And now, you know, I know some people go into it. I've seen some people, because there are some finance groups that I'm in. There are some people who are satisfied with just getting the business credit because they want to, say, buy a a vehicle. And it's not that they're using the vehicle for business. It's that their personal credit is so shot to hell that they can't get a a loan on their personal credit with a decent interest rate and payment. So they're building business credit and I'm like, that's kind of just like, I don't know. I guess they think they're skirting the system, but I look at it this way. If you haven't gotten yourself together to the point where you can maintain a a personal account, a personal payment, you're doing horribly with that. What's to say that you're you're not going to do the same thing when you get the business one, you know, and a lot of them like, well, it takes the responsibility off of me. If I don't pay for it, it doesn't get reported to my credit. And I look at it this way. Whatever I'm getting in business, I need it to be a tool to make money, not one where I'm just putting money out to it because, you know, that comes to the same thing. So then you end up in the same position you were when you were using your personal credit. So now what are you going to do? Start another business and another business and another business? I mean, how, at what point do you say, I just need to be more responsible with my finances? And that can be hard for a lot of us because, especially being black in America, a lot of us didn't grow up with the best money management skills and we didn't always have the best examples of money management skills. And that's why so many of us are behind the curve. And I mean, that's just like me, I'm like, I've been congratulating myself because I am doing so well when it comes to managing finances, especially compared to my past and it's so much that I'm learning and I'm inspired by what I'm learning and I'm also, I'm even more inspired when I see the work that I'm doing to turn the tables, you know, when I when I see the fruits from that, it's just like, why, why, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I know to do this in my 20s, you know? And I, I find myself, I was asking that question a lot lately and I said, you know what, I'm just gonna, let it be what it is i'm going to make peace with the fact that i didn't know then but i do now and because i know that's information that i can even pass on to my children so that they're not scuffling the way that i was scuffling when i was coming up and you see the thing about it when i was in my 20s i made really bad financial decisions and i made a lot of money especially when i was in real estate i made a lot of money And I'm like some of these actors and actresses out here right now. I didn't have a dime to show for it. It was all gone, all the hard work, because real estate, anybody who's in the real estate business can tell you that real estate is not an easy business to be in. It requires work. You're going to put in the work. When you get that commission check, you have earned your commission. Whether you're the listing agent, the selling agent, or both, you have earned your money. And I just basically squandered it because I didn't have good money management skills, you know. And I didn't have someone, you know, constantly saying, you know, you need to get your money right. You know, this is is not... This is not intelligent behavior, you know. And I, I came from, you know, watching my mom, you know, watching it be a struggle for her and thinking that that was normal, that that's the way black people are supposed to live, you know, that it's supposed to be this struggle. Even though I didn't necessarily see, like, my, mom, my grandmother struggling like that. But my focus was my mother because that's the house that I was living in. So I'd see my mother, when she'd run a shot on cash, she'd have like a barbecue sale, you know, and have, be selling like barbecue pork chop sandwiches and chicken sandwiches, you know, and I'm thinking, and she was the candy lady and the pickle lady, and I'm just thinking that, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be. You just pick up a few little side hustles, you know, to help you make ends meet or whatever. You know, in my mother's case, it wasn't so much that she was squandering money, but where we lived, in the part of louisiana that we live the town we live in the pay was atrocious you know so it really just wasn't enough to support a family well if you were working for someone else and you know my mother you know teaching was her thing you know and we know that teachers are not some of the most highly paid people and in that little town they darn sure weren't some of the most highly paid people but Again, I didn't get a whole lot of financial learning from my mother, even though I was the one who went out and, you know, paid the bills for her. when I got older. You know, she'd send me out to go pay the water bill, the electric bill, but for me it was just I'm walking into a building I'm handing them the little payment stub or whatever and the money and getting the receipt and walking out, you know. But there still wasn't, when I came home, like, let me tell you, you know, why this has to be paid and how this has to be budgeted and how to reconcile uh, what's in your account with what you've spent and all. I never got those types of financial classes. And when I ran into my crises, self induced as they were, because that's what most of them were uh i would call my mom and my grandmother and it's like hey they are about to turn off my electricity you know and i need some money you know given my grandmother used to tell me uh don't call me again for a few months you better get your stuff together you know and she would leave it at that and i don't know if maybe she'd tell my mom hey you need to talk to that girl about you know how she managing her money or not or whatever but you know my mom my mom would go get a loan if she had to to make sure that whatever it was that my Crises induced and in caught that she was going to help me get out of it. You know, my mom, I, you know, I kind of laugh about it. You know, sometimes I, I, I give the example that if there was a fire, and instead of my mom saying, Hey, you know, let's go around it, you know, so that you don't get burned, you know, giving you the lesson, <laughs> she'd be, she'd hold your hand and walk straight into the goddamn fire with you, you know, and y'all both just sizzling. <laughs> You know, and so, but you know, I say that to say it was never, I can never remember a time when my mom said what my grandmother, you know, anything similar to what my grandmother would say. My mother, she wasn't the reinforcer, she wasn't like, you know, you need to get your shit right, you need to learn how to budget your money. Uh, let's sit down and let's go over what a budget is and, you know, why it's important and, you know, pay your bills first. So when you don't have parents or someone close to you that can, like, reel you in, you know, and they just keep on letting you just, you know, run into them damn brick walls, and you don't learn, you just keep running into those damn brick walls, you struggle. And you start to believe that that's normal and that anybody doing anything other than that that's a rarity, that's not common. And the truth about it is, well, maybe I shouldn't say the truth about it is, because it is the American way that many of us live lives of death from the cradle to the grave. And so much of it affects us, but it affects black people, I would say more than any other group in America, because not only are we struggling, but and, and, and that decreases our access to, to different things that could help us. But there are also the systems and institutions also deny us access to a great extent. So we've got two forces working against us. We've got our own upbringing where we lack uh, financial education and intelligence. And then we've got a system set up. To deny us, even those who have the financial sense and intelligence. So you know that can be you know that can be pretty pretty tough for for a lot of us. But once we get it in our heads that it's important that we have that kind of stuff in order, that it's important if we have families, that we have some, that we have that we generate wealth. That can be not just left to them, but they can also learn how to work because it don't pay to just leave wealth to your children and they don't know what to do with it. So they end up losing it because you did all this work, you know, all this overnight work that made y'all wealthy and they didn't take any part in it. So one, they don't appreciate it and respect it. And two, they don't even know how to keep it going because you did all the work. And they didn't, you didn't didn't require them to have a role in it. So that's another thing that I'm doing with my children. It's like, I need you to have an investment in this too. I'm not going to be the only one invested in this. Not only do I need your monetary investment, but I need your physical, mental, and and, and emotional investment in this. Because this is going to be what is flipped over and over for generations to come. So I also need you to teach it to your children. And if you start your children from young, that means they even have a head start on you because your mom didn't start teaching you until you were, what, this age as a teenager or something. So I need you to get them before they even reach their teens so that by the time they reach their teens, they have a strong financial base of knowledge. And that was my... That's been my, that's my podcast for today. I just wanted to share with y'all my business building activities and what I'm doing. And it's going to be like a congratulatory thing for me for a while as far as my business credit goes because like I said, I've had all these opportunities to to do it. But it never, at at those times, it was always something else, something else. And, you know, that's how life is sometimes. And if you let life, if you let things in your life just start one thing supplanting another, supplanting another, supplanting another, you will never get around to what really, really matters. So I, you know, in this phase of my life, it's like relationships, they're good. And I'm not talking about relationships with my children and stuff like that because, you know, That's a given. But I'm talking about relationships with with intimate relationships, even though that's coming. (laughs) They'll be the right one. There will be the right one. (laughs) Believe me you when I say that. But what I'm saying is instead of me putting all my energy into uh, relationships where I was not getting from them what I was putting into them, I'm taking that same energy and I'm putting that into the building of my business credit because that business credit is something I can use to expand my reach. And that's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to expand my reach to teach my children how we expand our reach so that we have that generational wealth there. You know, so I'm looking outside of my life on this earth and I want them to start picturing life with them outside this earth so that they know what it is they need to leave for their children so that their children can then do the same thing. I, we look at like the, the Waltons, you know, or Walmart, uh, their father is gone, but his distribution of wealth is still there. And not only is it there they're not just squandering it and not rebuilding it. They are adding to the wealth left behind by their father. And that's how that has to go. Because just like wealth is gained, in a, it can be gained in a generation, it can be lost in a generation. And some of the research I was doing actually says that a lot of the wealth that is gained in one generation is lost in the next, and I don't want that to happen because then that's just like hell. I could have just been—I don't know—living a par substandard life, <laughs> just seeing all kind of shit and broke all the time. You know, I could have did something like that. So think on that, especially if you're looking to make financial financial changes, and don't let it. It doesn't have to be. 2021 resolution. It could be a 2020 resolution. And you know, I always when I hear people talk about resolutions, I don't need uh, the new uh, a new year to start for me to decide that I need to do different. I don't have to. I don't want to put off a decision that I'm making today until January first comes. When I make a decision, I start to work on it right then and there. And those are the decisions that are normally longer lasting than the ones that are made on January 1st. Because we see what happens with the gyms. All these gym memberships. I, I know gyms probably make more money in January, in the month of January, than they do in other months. Because you've got all these people signing up because they're New Year resolution. And it's New Year, people. Not New Year's, okay? It's the New Year. Okay, (laughs) so think on what I, what I put, you know, what I, what I, what I talked about. If you're somebody who's building your business credit, if you have realized the error of your ways when it comes to your personal credit, leave a comment. Let's talk about it. If there's something else you want to talk about as far as building business credit goes, you know, send me a message, you know, leave that in the, in the, in the comments. You know, I'd be happy to discuss it in an upcoming uh, podcast. I mean, I may even have you on and we can talk about it together. So this is Nandi, Codename Sister Podcast. Y'all don't forget to like, rate, subscribe. You can find me on most major podcast players. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google, Podchaser, Spotify, Captivate. I'm out there, y'all. Thank you. You've just listened to the Cold Name Sister Podcast with Nandi.